Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I, hey, I, I'm watching the trailer for this. Can we go Can we go to the theater and see it? So that, that weekend when we got home, we watched it on Saturday, and he was like, mm-hmm. I really liked it. That's great. I was like, hey, remember how you said you wanted to talk about movies on a podcast with me? Like, and you, we were just going to do it together. He's like, yeah. It's like, how would you like to tell the guys I do the show with about like seeing Lightyear? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll totally do that. It'll be great. And then I kind of, I think, ruined it for him because I don't think he was this, he he, he didn't want to say the wrong thing or something. Right. So it was, he did a lot of 10 year old, like, well, I don't remember, or it was good. And, you know, 10 year old stuff. And yeah. then I was like, okay, I'm going to leave you with these two for a minute to talk star Wars. And I went and like messed around for a little bit. And I come back and, you know, Ray and Ray and Tony were both great for great to him. Uh, and I, I get back and we talked about it. He's like, yeah, he was, he was way, but he, he was like, he did better when you were gone, dude. Uh, and Makes then sense. when I listened to the playback, he was so excited to have me listen to the part where I wasn't in the room. Cause That's I was awesome. looking for the commercial for, I was looking for the commercial point. And he was like, okay, you have to listen to the whole thing. And again, it's still a 10 year old talking to him, but right. he, you know, he, he just, he, he had better answers. He just sounded more comfortable and like following in the footsteps. We'll see. <laughs> Acknowledge me. He deserves some acknowledgement. That's good. That That's really, really cool. And everyone heard about it. Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I mean, you're just going to replace me. Shut up! Randy Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? And it's Randy Morales. You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome! What is up? It is a beautiful Tuesday evening for us. 
Wednesday morning, maybe some other time for you. Who the hell knows? But this is the Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. With me, as always, is the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Still a two-man show as schedules continue to be worked out. But I'm excited because this week we're going to introduce some new elements to the program after we talk about the major topic, which I don't even know what the major topic is because we haven't talked about what the major topic is going to be. But I'm sure we can figure something out. And we've got some fun elements we're going to infuse I mean, into the show. And it'll be good I, stuff. I have some axes to grind. Like, I'm really mad. I'm, I, I'm usually angry at the at the AEW stands, but okay. uh, after after this past weekend, I've, I was particularly irritated with the, their uh, their Twitter presence. So I went to play the aw pudding. I went to play the aw pudding soundbite, and that's one of the ones that that is. It did. It did. It did not work. It did not want to let me play it. Nice try, though. I got that one, but not the other one. Thanks, Adam. You know, thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah, there's certain ones I have, and certain ones I don't. This one, though, I love. Acknowledge me. It's just better than this one. Acknowledge me. But they're both good. They're both really good. This is also a soundbite that was rebirthed earlier today. You just made the list! For reasons that we will talk about later in the program. This is the Greg DeMarco Show, Chairshot Radio Network, chairshot.com. Always use your head. Follow it, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. At Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. At Chairshot Greg, you know it all. So what what are you so upset about? Talk to us. It's 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 it was an AEW pay per view. We all know right. that brings out the good and the bad in everybody. So what well, got Patrick O'Dowd so, all bothered? So there was a there was a debut. There was at the show. Yes, it was, and it was a pretty big deal. I was I was not surprised by the debut. Right um, as Claudio Casagnoli showed up. To to work, uh, who did he wrestle? Because I didn't Zach Saber Jr. That's right. Because uh, Zach Saber Jr. Uh, or no, Will Osprey was the one who was like taunting AEW like on Twitter. Uh, yeah, like, Zach Saber Jr. Like, was honest. really just taunting Daniel Bryan Danielson. No, but I, yeah, Will Osprey was taunting everything. Of course he was. That's uh, what Will Osprey. He, he's a good. He's he's a good Twitter follower. But anyway. Like so, I'm like, oh look, Claudio. That's not really a surprise. Good, you know, good for him. This makes a lot of sense with the like kind of the guys he's working with. But like, I start going through Twitter, and everybody is like, so happy that Claudio was able to get what he deserves, and he rose, like, is fine. Somebody said he was free. Um, like. And I mean, he'd been free since like what February or whenever he left the company. People, and well, and other people talking about like, you know, this guy was so you know abused and ruined, and like, but like all this stuff, as if Claudio left under like I I tweeted this was like, did I miss something? Did he leave the WWE on bad terms? Because no. everybody is acting like he was wrongly terminated. Or like he like that he was just being completely abused and mistreated, and not that that he 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 let his contract expire, didn't resign because he wanted to bet on himself, and the WWE saw him as a different guy. There was no hard feelings, like at all, right? Like, and it, it was just it was crazy. And then some of the responses that I got from people, like, were like he would they wouldn't give him a raise. He was he was he, he left because of pay disputes. Uh, oh God, what was it? 
I think Chad Perry was just being funny. Well, you know. uh, but I was, but I was like, but I was like, oh, it's a Chad Perry appearance. Um, He's that, yeah. you know, the narrative is still how they massively underused him for nearly ten years. Never yeah, wrestled really in a feature media match. And I'm like, what, dude? He his Rollins match was a huge I mean, deal. Maybe I, maybe I don't, maybe I see it differently. But it was just like that, is particularly that day and in the moment. And then you get the Tony Khan in tears hugging. Claudio, because he's a fanboy running a wrestling company, and so of course he was he was crying. I was just like I didn't get it, and it irritated me more than usual because this is a bullshit narrative. This like idea that Claudio somehow, like, sure he wasn't happy with where his kind of plateau in the eyes of the WWE were, which is why. He was content to let his contract expire and step away. Right. Um, and, you know, and he thought he was worth more than what they were willing to pay him. That happens. That's not like he, he, he never gave an interview. He never said anything like nobody, nobody talked about him backstage being miserable, being hurt. You know, like he was, he was part of the best tag team in the WWE for a few years, or one of the best tag teams in the WWE for years. He was considered one of the more reliable gatekeeper competitors. Like he's a guy you got past, and, and were a credible person in the WWE. He just was never somebody they saw as their main event world champion for like nine title runs. Like he just that that's not gonna. That was not who he was in, in the eyes of the company. And frankly, I didn't see that for him in the WWE. No, and very few people ever have that. Like, even right. the percentage of people who win world championships is very small. Like, it's right. just insane. Um, here's all right. Here's the 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 thing that people need to understand. First of all, dude was an eight-time champion. In WWE. Right. Seven of those were tag team championships, yes, but the bar is a legendary tag team and held tag team titles on five different occasions. He was also United States champion. Now, I was one who campaigned for him to be on the WrestleMania 29 card as U.S. champion, and he wasn't. He was shown in a backstage segment, and that sucked. Now, the very next year, he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal by body slamming one the, of the Big most- Show. Yeah, yeah, like still One of the most memorable elimination. It's still ever. the most memorable. Like, like there's has not been an Andre and and on behalf of PC Tunney and Andre the Royal Giant Memorial Battle Rumble. There's not been one as good since then. Like there just hasn't right. been. And maybe the 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 gender Rob Gronkowski situation, but even that was a moment. Like like that was an exterior moment led to things for for gender that were different. This was for Cesaro and, and what he had. Um, you know, I fantasy booked for a long time when Brock was world champion and was gone. And, and Cesaro at that point had, had somewhat been a fringe uh, Paul Heyman guy to, to put him in a situation where he was forced to defend the title on behalf of Brock to the fact where he got pissed of having to do it, wins the Royal Rumble and challenges his Brock at WrestleMania. And I'm sure it would have been great, but that's not what they did. They didn't do what's on my playlist right. and that's okay. The fact that people are just, the fact that people are so up in arms about how he was wasted. I mean, he hasn't talked, which is almost kind of sad because I have a feeling his comments would be more like Daniel Bryan Danielson and Adam Cole. 
and less like Chris Jericho and and John Moxley. Like I think he would be more right, the appreciative right, right. side of things than than most people believe. So that's what's uh you know, I don't want to say it's 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 annoying or upsetting or anything like that, but it definitely puts things right. into that perspective that I think people don't uh just don't fully yeah, understand. The context would be nice. Dean was the fucking Ambrose. I was looking forward. There was, was something. There was something else that I wanted to. Um, that just kind of went along. Oh, and then this past and yesterday, mm-hmm. so some AEW faces showed up on WWE programming in a tribute to John Cena, and somebody. One of is one of the wrestling you know, website writers, people wrote this thing about the WWE requested, you know, these folks to, to speak on behalf of John Cena and Tony Khan, let them all do it. And and was clearly writing it in a way to juxtapose that the WWE wouldn't let it happened the other way around and i want to be like aj styles was just on a tna programming um moment like yeah a week ago like a anniversary yeah right and he has to do it so yeah so fuck that noise like don't stop bringing that stuff because you want it to be true and that's that's where this is this is you are saying these things people not because you know it to be true because you want it to be true you don't even believe it to be true. You know in your heart it's not true. You just I, want it to be true. Sometimes so I wonder about that. Sometimes I wonder if what you're saying is right. If they deep down inside realize the stuff they're saying isn't true. Like it, it's, I mean, it's, Pete, Pete, cognitive dissonance shows that like when you're confronted with the truth, you're going to deny it. So even if you were to ask these people, but in your heart of hearts, you you t- you you say this stuff out loud into the universe over and over and over again because you want to feel like you're shouting into the the void and telling the world that this company is just, it has to be the most evil, awful, horrible organization ever. And that is not to say that it does not have some serious problems as a company, but a lot of the practices that you all as, as IWC wanker fan, whatever's go after ain't it. it. It's not, I'm sorry. I don't think they, they abuse their talent. Or mistreat them. I think that talent and and them, you know, as as Jr. likes to say on his podcast, the cash and creative thing is a very real thing, and they're gonna they're gonna double down on who they believe in, and it might not be the talent, and some of them probably are disgruntled and angry or hate the direction of the writing. You also at this point should know what you're signing up for in terms of the product, um, and so to pretend like the WWE is a product that it's not is insane. Now, if you want to talk about the problems that Vince McMahon has as being a horrible person, as a boss and a philanderer or whatever, fair game, fair game. Uh, if you want to talk about their history with like the steroid trials and the body guys, guy stuff, whatever, fair game. It was also 30 years ago. Um, but don't drop this, like drop this sanctimonious, like every talent is miserable working for the WWE and is abused and misused in horrible, horrible ways. And thank God for Tony Khan letting them have their one appearance where we're going to go nuts for them before we push them to the middle of the card and go back to watching the Young Bucks super kick people. Like, 
Just don't. That's the thing. Don't. Like, so anyway. So the biggest knock on Cesaro from the the anti WWE fans was that he was never world champion and he didn't spend enough time in the main event. So what's going to happen when he's never AEW world champion and maybe sniffs one or two main events? I mean, there's going to be excuses like, well, they only have four a year. Well, look at the talent who's there. They have Kenny Omega and they have Daniel. Well, there was tons of talent in WWE too. Like the, the whatever excuses right. they're going to use are equally, if not more, applicable to his run in WWE. By the way, I loved your tweet um, that you put out today that it was like, we want, we want the WWE to push talent. And you were like, here's theory. And they were like, well, not him. And you went through this like whole list. Uh, yeah, you know, wasted. Like, was what do you want? They're like you wasted uh, Keith Lee and ruined Cesaro, or ruined ruined Keith Lee wasted Cesaro. It's like they don't work here anymore. We want new talent. Here's Walter, or we put we put the title on on we put the Intercontinental Championship on Gunther. You changed his name. Like it's just right. because they don't want to be happy. We've said it a million times before, and and it, it's 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 always going. It's it's literally uh, a, an indisputable principle. Of being a wrestling fan. Right. When you sit in front of the television, if you want to like it, you will. If you don't want to like it, you won't. It's that simple. That's the type of product wrestling is. Wrestling is literally dictated by your attitude when watching the program. And no, listener out there who's thinking this, your attitude is not dictated by the quality of the product put out by the company. It really isn't. You know what you're getting into when you sit down to watch the show. And if you purposely get sit get in, you know, purposely sit down to watch a program that you know you're not going to like, whose fault is that? Whose fault yeah. is it? And if you're tweeting about a show and complaining about a show you don't even watch, that's the most miserable existence possible. It makes no goddamn sense to me. Oh. It, yeah, it was. It's the same thing that people who watch the show to just hate it and want it to be what it's not. Like, yeah. there's, there's a. I, I actually ended up. I went on kind of a mute fest uh, on Monday because it was just like person after person mm-hmm. who they they and they love. This is my favorite lie that these folks tell. By the way, I just, I like I I really love. Um, I, I care about the WWE. But dot 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 dot. I want. I just want it to be better. Dot 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 dot. And then we tweet about how we hate everything that they're doing. I don't believe you. Like I don't believe you because I, I don't understand how you like the people. Like for example, I think the the Elias storyline, the Elias Ezekiel storyline is. I think it's outstanding. It's, amazing. it's outstanding. I think it's it's wonderfully entertaining, and. Yeah, it's not, you know, some serious blood feud, but again, that's not what the WWE is anymore. WWE is this stuff like that. And you know what? We've had uh, um we've had this weird shit even as far you know, as far back as I can remember. Whether it's twin referees, whether it's the boogie woogie man dressed up as good old Charlie Brown or uh what is it? The boy from downtown Charlie, I can't yeah. remember when he had to wear a mask. Uh, like basically the Mister America yeah. storyline, just in, in Georgia you know, Brown missed Atlantic. something or other. I can't even remember what it was. Right. Well, and then the, oh, well, and we're not even getting into Hands of Stone Ron Garvin dressing up like a woman and being his main squeeze. 
for into Starcade. Dusty with the Midnight Rider. Nick? I mean, and here's yep. the thing. Okay, how is Orange Cassidy any better than Elias slash Ezekiel slash Elrod? Because right. it's yeah. be, be, because it's it's not. If this were if if someone were doing this multiple persona gimmick in AEW, it would be the brilliance of Tony Khan. It would be right because they well, want like, to like it. Right. If Sami Zayn ever goes over to AEW and they brought El Generico back, they'd be like, "Oh, thank God!" But right. And then if he also appeared as an unmasked character. And, right. and pretended like he didn't know who El Generico was, they would love it. Well, what if Curry Man ever showed up at AEW? Oh, o- over the moon. Over right? the moon, people would be. It's just, it's, your intelligence is only insulted because you want it to be. Like, it's, it's, that's the stupidity of it all. Um, there's some truth that people need to understand about the Cesaro to Claudio situation that I want to get into. But before I do that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Quick reminder, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those beautiful chair shot t-shirts. We've got them in all shapes and colors and sizes. we got shirts for the podcast, shirts for the personalities. We've got everything that you could possibly want. Slogans, website stuff, and so much more. Get it at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Spend a couple extra dollars to get it in soft style. Maybe you want a, a hoodie. Maybe you want something sleeveless. Maybe you want a long sleeve. They got all sorts of options that you can put together over there at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And it helps support this movement right here called the chairshot.com. Everybody's hard work. These things don't grow on trees. And, you know, web hosting doesn't grow on trees. Resources to record podcasts don't all grow on trees. Resources to make them sound better definitely don't grow on trees. So, we appreciate you appreciating us and supporting us by heading on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. If you're local, and by local I mean the state of Arizona, we have some IZW merchandise as well that you can pick up there to support that cause on top of everything else. But it's all available to you at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, that is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So before we go into our new segment, one of our new segments, I want to really kind of point out what should be obvious about the Claudio Cesaro situation. We've seen reports out there that what would, you know, John Moxley have done had he not been in the title match that he was in at uh, Forbidden Door. Dean fucking Ambrose. And it was reported that he would have been in that opening multi six-man, eight-man tag, whatever it's supposed to be, the one that involved Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and, and some other talent as well. Um, that's where he would have been according to the reports. And of course, had, uh, had Daniel Bryan Danielson not been hurt, he would have wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. in that match at Forbidden Door. Patrick, go down in the two situations I've described. Did I ever say the name Claudio Castagnoli? I can't hear you. You, um, it did not. No, I did not. And and Patrick even thought about it for a moment, as you could tell, while he was muted. So here's the thing that no one's talking about. There were reports that he was headed back to WWE and that he was expected to go back to WWE. Had Daniel Bryan Anderson not been injured, I don't think he's even in the company right now. This is another situation of the money mark Tony Khan probably having to overpay for somebody because of an injury situation. Even though the ideal situation would have been to put Wheeler Yuta or somebody in there, it would not have uh, hurt anything, and instead it would have allowed you to further build a homegrown star, which they have yet to do outside of Hangman Page. And even with that, they fumbled the ball pretty, pretty good on on Hangman Page. I think we can all agree at that on that at this point, and we all know that Hangman Page would be better off in WWE. The thing about all of it to me is that I can't wait. I cannot wait. Whether it takes five years, whether it takes 20 years, when we get to sit down and watch the meteoric rise and inevitable fall of all elite wrestling on the WWE Network and whatever iteration it is, because we're going to hear these stories about how Tony Khan got, it is going to be a hilarious anti-Tony Khan thing that, that Tony will then have to rebut on his podcast with Conrad Thompson that he'll have at the time. Um, I'm literally telling the future. I'm like an episode of The Simpsons or that movie you talk about all the time that, that predicted all the crap that's going on in this country. Um, <laughs> what's the name of the movie? Just so people can watch it at some point. The movie that predicted everything that was going to happen There's in the future. That talked about how horrible America is and a lot of it's come true. I can't remember. We'll figure it out later. Uh, there's um, a lot of those movies. Yeah, well, there's a reason for that. Um Watch it. Watch any comedic routine by George Carlin from 1992 oh, yeah, on, and and you'll see that too. That's true. You're right about that. Um, so basically, this opportunity presented itself, and he's probably making a crap ton of money because of it. And right. good for him. First of all, good for him. I don't booking aside. I don't care. He's been, you know, he, he's literally put his body through hell, dating back to his professional wrestling debut. So we're talking about a career that has started in December of 2000. So a 22-year career is paying off for him financially, and, and no one is going to begrudge him for that, especially not on this program, especially not Patrick O'Dowd 
or Greg DeMarco. We have a great appreciation for that and, and for the performer and everything he's done and all of that. So, so we appreciate it. But make no bones about it. A few weeks ago, I don't even think this was a thing. Because where does he fit? And when Daniel Bryan Anderson comes back, now we've got another member of the Blackpool Combat Club and that wasn't planned on. And we already know, John Moxie just talked about an interview this past week. Wheeler Yuta wasn't even supposed to be a member. Like, it's just something yep. that just randomly happened after the match. They were like, you're in the club. And John Moxie's like, he is? Like, they didn't even know. <laughs> it, it's it's just shows you. like, and, and we've seen light reports of how crazy it was backstage and how chaotic it was. We know Cody left because he realized he didn't fit. Like, it, it's, it's these things aren't that hard to understand and see. And all these talents are just taking this guy for a ride and good on him. It's it's what people used to say to do to Vince. They're like, take Vince's money. It's great. Well, that's just what they're doing to Tony. And no one sees it because, again, they don't want to because they don't want that to be true. They want all the other things to be true. The underlying foundation of everything that we talk about has not changed. It's all still right. true. And the reason why it hasn't changed is because it's correct. That's why it hasn't changed. Everyone else around us is trying to change their narrative, change this and that to suit, change the facts to suit their narrative. We have it. And if the facts sway in such a direction that all of a sudden WWE is this horrible thing and AEW is this wonderful thing, we will tell you that too. Will it happen? I doubt it, but it could. And we're open to it. And that's the difference between us and everybody else. We're open to these things and they're not. Um, but Patrick, I really do think that. I think he was there solely because of an injury to Daniel Bryan Danielson and Tony Khan figuring, I've got to do something big. Let's play the Cesaro card. Let's play the Claudio card. And here we are. Um, and now you've got Claudio in a company with Eddie Kingston. They hate each other. You've got CM Punk in a company with Colt Cabana. They hate each other. Like, right. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting roster to say the least. Uh, and I guess, I guess we'll see what happens next, but uh, Craig, I just, thank you. Thank you for indulging me uh, on that, on that little moment there. And I do feel like at the end here, uh, it kind of had to be said. So I, I appreciate we're not there that. yet. We're not there. But I just wanted to do it. I wanted to, I wanted to lay some pound work because it's not like. I get it. I get it. I get it. We, we will, we will, we will have that as well. Ready? Like I said, we got some new segments this week, and here's one of them. You just made the list! So here is the list, our brand new segment that we're going to be doing on a weekly basis here on the program. And the list is very simple. Either Patrick O'Dowd or myself, or Miranda Morales, if she's available, will give us something to make a list about, okay? The list will feature six items. We will take turns, all right? When it's Patrick and I, we'll each take turns, which means we'll each provide three things for the list. If Patrick comes up with the list, which he will this week, I'll go first, he'll go second, all the way through number six. Once we have our list of six things, then we will take turns putting them in order from one to six. So Patrick will go first, so he gets to pick what's number one. I go two, three, four, five, six, all the way down the line. Why is it six? Because it's a great number. We want to give you one more. And if we have a guest or when Miranda is back on the show with us, it's still divisible by three. It works out very easily. It's right, right, right. Don't even worry about it. So that's what we're going to do. So Patrick O'Dowd, this is the first rendition of... You just made the list! So... You had an opportunity to prepare in advance. What list are we making on the inaugural You Just Made the List? I, I can't believe you took this seriously, but we're going to do a list of title belts. Our our list of or our championships, 
I don't know if, if we're going WWE like lingo, it's championships or title belts or, or things right. like that. And I, I remember I even asked you the question. I was like, are we limiting this to specific like organizations or feds? And you were like, nah, let's just see what happens. And uh, it's funny. I made a list of six. Okay. Just in case we, just in case we match right. on some stuff. Uh, I do. I, I had a couple that were out there that I'm not going to share unless I absolutely have to. But, uh, I'm excited for this because I don't know. I like my criteria was kind of a combination of look and just how I felt about the particular championships right. that I, that I think like where and, they, and that's, they, that's the, what I want to clarify. Of, we are literally talking about the appearance of the belts. Yeah. We're talking about our, like, our favorite belts all, for whatever reason, but this is really an aesthetic topic. Oh, absolutely. Uh, make sure. And, oh yeah, no. Every one of these, I love the look of these belts. Like, Perfect. okay. And a, and a couple of them, you know, it's iterations of championships that have existed for years and years and years. And so it's like, you know, time periods. Oh yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Okay, so I get to go first. Um, okay. Just just building the list, and of course, you'll get to go first when it comes to order the list. So I and and it'll be a very you know, of course, there's old, there's new, there's everything. My favorite championship belt design to me is vastly underrated one you don't really hear about very often so some people will be surprised i am putting on the list the nwa united states heavyweight championship the one that Tully and uh, most commonly Magnum seen Perry? around the waist of barry windham and lex luger yeah um, oh so a little bit later yeah yeah not the national championship that became uh, I think that became the TV title. No, Mid-Atlantic, I don't know. It's the United States Heavyweight Championship. Um, yeah, the same, it's the same belt that Tully and Magnum fought in a steel cage over. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. Can I, can, in, in a Zoom chat, can I put pictures? We're about to find out. Um, you can put it in the chat. Like, you can put an image in the chat. Can I? Yep. Where the hell's the chat? Where'd it go? It's down to the bottom. There's a little speech balloon. Yeah, it's being a little bitch. You're a little bitch. It's not letting me post or paste into the chat. So. Assholes. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so that's what I'm putting anyway. on the list. All right. Um, I'm going to go with one that I'm sure everybody expects or won't be surprised it is on there uh, for my first one, but I, I, I can't not. Uh, in the land of world heavyweight championships, there are two belts that in my mind reign supreme. And my favorite began its life on WCW and made its move over to the WWE. It was Triple H's favorite belt. It's the big gold belt, baby. The big gold world championship that Hulk Hogan sprayed the NWO on. Right. That's 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 my belt. Okay, big gold that's, belt. That's I don't think you're gonna have any arguments there from anybody with the big gold belt being on the list at that juncture in time. So I, I'm gonna get selfish. Okay, because I can do that because it's my show. It's our show. It's your it's show. Our yeah. We do that however the hell we want. Because I get complimented on this all the time, and people love this thing, and so I'm gonna make sure it gets its just due. 
I am going to go ahead and put on the list right now the current iteration of the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. It is unique. There is no, it's not a ripoff. It's not a knockoff belt. It was uniquely designed for us. The gentleman named Dustin who designed it did a great job. Um, got it produced. We, we, it's, it's just something that's held in high regard. And it's the, the design of the belt, the uniqueness of the belt, is part of the reason why it's literally the most prestigious championship in the state. It doesn't look like an indie belt at all. It looks like something you would see on television. And that's one of the reasons why it's so loved and revered. So that is on the list. Nice belt number two. I'm, I'm trying from Patrick. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out when to put my selfish one up there. Um, We've well, got two more. Nobody can stop you. I I know. And so I feel like my 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 list of belts. Everybody's gonna be like, he's got like a weird giant belt fetish because <laughs> well, because my number. Go ahead. My my second my second belt is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt from 2008 to 2021 which I'm trying to find a good picture of it um, on my good friend Google Images that um, isn't ridiculous. Uh, well, I know what you're so talking about. You know which it's one. Talking, yeah, the yeah. one it, the one that, yeah, it's it's got that classic design with the, the, the mm-hmm. smaller plates on the side, the giant one that says IWGP right in the middle. Um, you know, when I really started following New Japan when it was accessible to me on access, even though it was, you know, a week late or, uh, you know, a month late, it's still, okay, well, let me paste that. Never mm-hmm. mind. Um, you know, that belt around Okada's waist, like it just looked glorious with this whole presentation. And that belt just looks like a big fucking deal. So that's my, that's my second one is the uh, IWGP world heavyweight championship okay. 2008 to 2021. So I'm going to go kind of along the same regard as you. I am, am um, going to go same same way, same everything that we had. Um, and, and I've got to find the, the name of the company. And I believe I have found it. Um, so, so back in 2017, and I don't think we actually did this until like February of 2018, we interviewed on this program a gentleman by the name of Sugar Dunkerton. And and yes, Sugar D came on the show. And one of the reasons why he came on uh, was because he had just captured the New South Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. And this belt was ginormous. And this, this <laughs> belt is, is so huge that um, it literally takes up like the entire body. And, and it's just something that I've always been somewhat enamored with. And, and because we're here and we're having fun, you know, why, why would we not? So I am going to put the New South Pro Wrestling, I don't even know if it's still a thing, um, heavyweight championship belt on the list. And that's number five. So we got one more. All right. As a child, Greg. <laughs> I was waiting before, for you. You hadn't really gone that old yet. Before I watched the WWE, I watched this other little company out of the state of Minnesota. The AWA. Yes. And the greatest champion in the history of AWA was Vergagne. 
But the second greatest champion in the history of AWA was a certain man by the name of Nick Bockwinkle. And that man, is this, that link ain't going to work. Holy <laughs> shit. We're going to ignore that one. Uh, again, beautiful AWA championship belt. Uh, gloriously oversized. Uh, I'm trying, I got this image here. I'm going to copy the address of the link from Pro Wrestling Wiki Fandom so that you can take a look itself. Every one of the AWA um, heavyweight championships, by the way, was never just the uh, the heavyweight champion. It was the AWA World Heavyweight Wrestling Champion. That's what it says on the belt. That link every, every iteration. Yes, I'm sorry for that link. Let me give you a better link. Hang on, I'm going to see if this is my friend. I'm scrolling and copying at the same time. I, I think I, I clicked on copy image link address or something. This is just the yeah, link. It did not website. work. Try that one. It, did not work. it actually underlined it and everything. So, Ooh, and this is one nice. of the one of the versions about the. There's the flat, boring looking one yes. that was worn by like Kurt Henning and stuff later on. This one's the one that actually has some like texture to it. Um, designed to look a little more legitimate. It's got the laurels around the outside. Again, has the side plates with the red, white, and blue stripes on the shield. Just a, it was, it was, it was door. It was created in 1960, retired in 91, was the, you know, the life of the, the company um, and had some various looks over time. This one is my favorite of the designs. It's funny because of all the belts on this list, I think that one looks terrible. I don't even care. Like, don't care. Because my, my, I thought it was beautiful. Because. Oh, I get it. Yeah, you know, as a kid, that's, that's the belt. Yeah. Dick wore it like a champ. It had meaning, regardless of, of the aesthetic part right. of it that I'm and, talking about. And you can put it, it, we can put it number six. I don't fucking care. It's on the list. It is on the list, and it can never be taken off the list. I might even publish these lists on the website. I've considered this. It was, it, was, it was my number five out of out of the six that I wrote down. Okay, well, maybe um, we'll even. I, you know, I, I, it's it's annoying when everybody does honorable mentions of everything because it's 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 a list for a reason. You just made the list, but right. The list is limited to six. So now we got to put them in order, Patrick. Now we're going to take turns. So you get to go with number one. I'll do two, and so on and so forth. I, I can't, I can't, I, it's, it's the big gold belt. Okay. Like to, to me, it's the big gold belt. That's, that's number one. I and, am uh, going I, I to go off the board just a little bit, not off the board. I can't go off the board, but we go against the green. And I'm going to say that the, I'm going to put the IWGP heavyweight championship at number two. Nice. By the way, I finally clicked on the link of uh, Dunkerton's giant belt. I remember seeing that picture. Jesus Christ, that is cool. Isn't that amazing? It is. It really is. Bigger than his head. Like multiple. Uh, I, almost, I, I almost want to make it number three. In fact, and I think I am just going to make it number three because that thing's fucking amazing. And you can see the inspiration when you look at the current AEW World Heavyweight Championship. You can see some of the inspiration. Right. I know it's more based off of the big giant mid-Atlantic belt that everybody talks about, but still. Right, right. Um, 
So that's number three. So number four, I am going to put the NWA United. No, yeah. no. No? It's my own show. I'm going to put the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. Then I will, then, yeah, I'll, I'll concede that in your, your little bit of hubris because uh, it allows me to then give love to the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship, which rightfully I believe deserves to be there. At which point, putting at number five, at number six, the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Wrestling Championship. Is that what it's called? World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship? World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll happily happily go with that. So there we go. We have made the list. Patrick O'Dowd, very, very exciting. You just made the list! Of wrestling world or championship belts in general. Right. Number one is the big gold belt. Number two is the IWGP heavyweight championship. Not the current one, but the one before. Number three is the New South Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Number four is the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. Number five, the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship. And number six, the AWA World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. And that has done it. So, we've, we've made the list. You know you know what? People, people are going to be surprised that the Winged Eagle WWF title didn't make it. Uh, it was... You just was, made the list! It did I'm not sorry. make the list. It's 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 it's. I'm gonna say it. I don't care. It's overrated. Yeah, you think I so? I think it's an over. I actually like the is, one that think, came after it, th- which they call think, the Big well, Eagle. Would, better. Yeah, with, is that the one with the globe in the middle of yes. it? Right, that like Austin and the Rock, and that was the Attitude Era. Yes, spell, right. Yes, like the Winged Eagle. I was like that the, one better. But I, I do want to share with you my two uh, my two goofy ones. Not really goofy ones. The yellow Ultimate Warrior Intercontinental Title. Oh God! Hell yeah! Fucking the yellow trim matched his trunks and shit. Uh, he also had a green one. He had a purple one recall. too, supposedly. He had a purple one. Yeah, I loved it. But the yellow one because it's just so aud- audacious. And then I, I think this is a big minority. I used to love. I love the John Cena U.S. Title Spinner Belt. I did too. And I like the U.S. title that came right before the current U.S. title. I thought it was great. Right. It was unique. It still looked prestigious. I thought it was, was a great iteration of a belt and one that I think is also underrated. Nowhere on our list is the, the, the vaunted NWA World Television Championship. It's a boring belt, man. It's funny when you We've look seen- at the design of the NWA World Television Championship and you look at the design of the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship, there's a lot of similarities, and I think the U.S. title right. does it better. I really do. Yeah. All right, so I we just- are going to use another segment as a transition. I don't even know if the soundbite's going to work. We're about to find out, and if it does work, Patrick O'Dowd, you know what to do. It's time for another edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. Well, kids, there's only one part of Raw I skip every week, and that's the part with the goofy shirts that have been thrown up on Baron Corbin, because you all know Baron Corbin sucks. That'll do it for this week's edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. 
just to quote what everybody who's listening to this show is saying right now, he's on SmackDown. But don't care. And and right now he's actually setting up his SummerSlam match against Pat McAfee. So which everyone's very sure. excited about. Here, Bum here, ass here's Corbin, the fun part about that. Called, it just fully illustrates how much he sucks to me that I don't even know what program he's on. How's that? I get it. I get it. Or that Raw is just so ingrained in my brain when it comes to a wrestling program. I mean, that's just it's still the program that everybody thinks. Right. Acknowledge me. Now we are going to move into a new segment that's inspired by a whole entire episode of this program that we did. You know what? But before we do that, we need commercial break number two. So we'll be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Acknowledge me. Patrick O'Dowd, we did a whole show. We made sure people knew what needed to be known. Fact of the matter is, sometimes... It needed to be said. And and this week, we're, we're bringing it needed to be said back, and we're going to keep it on the show on a permanent basis. And sometimes it needed to be said can be overarching things about the wrestling business historically. Sometimes they can be shorter-term things. Who knows? And Patrick O'Dowd has a it needed to be said and it needed to be said for us this week, Patrick O'Dowd. So I will let you do it. Well, as I, as I mentioned, I, I meant to... Uh, before the show, I tweeted it at you. I meant to tell you this when it happened, uh, but it needs to be said. Booker T was right. And I don't think there's any mystery what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the much ballyhooed and discussed statement that Booker T made expressing concerns about Adam Cole needing to put on some weight and some muscle weight. And in that interview, which got like cut off by the way, when everybody talked about it, cause they just wanted to be like, how dare he body shame Adam Cole. Got a narrative. Cause that's what he did and didn't express anything to the level of I'm worried he's going to get injured in the ring. This was followed by what Greg body shaming. No, that's not, that's not correct. No, what I'm saying is, Booker T said he needed to put on, he was concerned about the weight loss and needing to have weight. To right. Help he needed to put on muscle. He even said he needed to put on muscle yes. because he can get injured. Followed up by and Adam what, Cole. And what happened? He got hurt again. He got hurt. At forbidden door. Ring. We got a concussion. Now, does muscle mass prevent a concussion? Can. It can, it can. based on how you, you you've got to tuck your, your chin. Landing, yeah. Yeah, yep. you gotta you gotta tuck your chin. It it, it requires some muscle. And it, what's it's I at the at the time that that Booker T said this, I tweeted in support of it. I have Adam Cole sound bites. Like right. like I'm not an Adam Cole hater. I, I, I've literally said he is the greatest wrestler walking God's green earth. I don't feel that way anymore, unfortunately, um, because he'd rather go play video games, but. 
it happened as the pandemic hit and, and less things were available to the talent. He put, lost a lot of muscle mass. It's, it's a lot of people are going to AEW and getting themselves into worse shape because that, that's acceptable there. It's not acceptable in WWE. And here's the thing that gets me. And everyone's coming out about, you know, calling it body shaming. That's why I said that this and that body shaming and everything. You got to understand something. Wrestling is, in fact, an aesthetic business. It, you're literally in your freaking tidy whities all right? A colorful version of your, you're in your, 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 your superhero tidy whities basically, when you're out there wrestling for a good portion of the talent. You need to look a certain way. You, and it doesn't mean you have to be this giant, jacked up, roided out Brian Cage. You don't. Okay. But he looks less and less like a pro wrestler every time he's out there. And what I really, and, and, you know, all due respect to Steve Cook, he's like, he looks the same. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. And I've seen people post comparative pictures to show that he does not look the same. And it sucks. And it's sad because dude could be on top of the world right now when he's not. And that's a big part of the reason why. Now, if he were 6'4", 250, he'd already be a multiple-time WWE champion and would have main-evented WrestleMania with Roman Reigns. I've said it a million times over because that's how talented he is. But you're exactly right. Booker T was right and... And of course, as typically, not typically, but as can happen, especially with the AEW fans, a statement is said, they get riled up, and then something happens to prove that statement right. And look at CM Punk. Dude physically looks horrible. And he's hurt. Like, yeah. And everybody's hurt right now, especially in AEW. And, and that's also part of the fact that they don't work as safe and their environment's probably not as safe. And uh, it's just, and, and I don't know, I'm not there. And, and I could ask some people, but I'm not going to. But it's, yeah, obviously Booker T knows what he's talking about. Dude's been around right. this business yeah, for 30 years. That's the other years. thing. Like, and, and Booker T, for his career, relatively speaking, didn't get hurt that often. No. And everyone talks about, well, he works for WWE, which he does at times. And he's a Hall of Famer and all that stuff. He just recently praised Claudio Castagnoli for going there. Like he's not... Right. Booker T is not going to be, he's not like a, a you know, someone who's yes going to sit man. there and yeah, he's not a yes man. He's not here to, to, to throw out the company line or anything like that. He's, he's his own guy, especially when it comes to his opinions. Like it's to, to say otherwise yeah. is insane, but yeah, Patrick O'Dowd, you're right. Like it needed to be said. Booker T was right. Absolutely. Booker T was right. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. Don't do it like that, baby. Sometimes the old sound bites pay off. And that's one of those times. That is going to do it for this week's edition of The Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. Find me on all of your forms of social media at ChairShotGreg. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. He is Patrick O'Dowd. You know where to find him. At Wrestling Realist. Say it with me. Everybody listening in your car, at your desk at work, wherever you might be. Let's all have a grand old time. Yeah, I'm going to take it back to the Flintstones, Patrick O'Dowd. Let's all have a gay old time. W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick. 
for the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd. You'll get nothing but truth. Illinois basketball. I don't even know what else you're <laughs> tweeting about right now. You'll get it. Cardinal baseball. Cardinal baseball and so much more. Lots of bandwagon nerds retweets and everything you could possibly want. Why wouldn't you go follow Patrick Dowd at Wrestling Realist? The website is at ChairShot Media. It's ChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's sports. It's entertainment. It's sports entertainment. So much more at TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Tell some friends about the shows. Hopefully you liked it. Hopefully you liked the list. Tweet at us and let us know what you would put on the list. Be creative, right? We know you like the winged eagle. We know you like certain ones. The list is just the list. We're making the list. We're putting the list in order. I've said it before. Podcasts can talk about anything. It's about the people. It's about the personalities. It's about the interaction. That's what makes these things great. And that's why you have so much fun. So be a part of it all. Lots of fun. If you're local, personal plug. IZW presents Psycho Circus, August 27th on Studios of Arizona. We are extremely limited on space as always. Tickets are moving fast. Yes, we continue to work towards finding bigger and better venues. Well, better is hard because that place is pretty nice. But bigger is definitely something that can be done. So we're continuing to work on that. But August 27th, Sun Studios of Arizona. So get those tickets now while you can because that event, like the others, will sell out. And we look forward to bringing uh, a monumental event to everybody right there in Tempe at the Sun Studios. So be a part of that. Coming up later today, we do have the hashtag Miranda show. Depending on when you're listening, we got chair shot bets coming up tomorrow. Down the wire, mindless wrestling podcast and so much more. And don't forget to go back and listen to Bandwagon Nerds. You heard us talking about it at the beginning of the show, before the opening. You get to hear the podcasting debut of The Little O'Dowd, Patrick O'Dowd's son, talking about some Star Wars with the fellas, with PC Tunney, with Ray Cash. What could be more fun than, than hearing the little guy make his podcasting debut? Bandwagon Nerds, it came out on Monday, right here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Enjoy it. Enjoy the 5 by 5 Patrick O'Dowd and PC Tunney giving you their five best and five worst. Was that the skits? Was that the movies? Which one was that? S SNL SNL movies. SNL movies. Where where we where we had the unfortunate realization after we chose the topic that there are eleven SNL movies. So it it sort of well, and according to Tunney, I cheated because I did not. I one of my one of my selections was not produced by like Lauren Michaels and SNL films, but is a movie that was based um, from an SNL sketch. What movie was it? It's called Bob Roberts. It's a mockumentary starring Tim Robbins, which by the way, if you want to talk about things that kind of predict the future. It's a really interesting look at politics in America and how easily manipulated people are. Uh, but he, he is a conservative folk singer who decides to run for president. So as I look up a description of the movie, here's yep. the second sentence. The film is Robin's directional debut and based yep. on a short segment of the same title and featuring the same character that Robin's portrayed on Saturday Night Live. Therefore, that is a Saturday Night Live. Oh, I counted it. Oh, and, you should and, count it. In, in the podcast, I went judges. I'll allow it. Of course, because <laughs> it, it, it's, so. it's, it's inspired by it. And that, to me, makes this Saturday right. Night Live movie. It doesn't have to be all the other things. So, yeah, it counts. So. I, th I think 
Yeah, I think we got wrapped up more in the former cast members who have then moved on to a big movie careers and kind of feeling like that they they have had to have made more SNL movies. They didn't. They're they're like twelve. I mean, did Adam Sandler even make any SNL movies? No, no, no he's in some SNL movies, but um, no, the the people who made SNL movies, um, or like Chris Kattan and. Well, yeah. So Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell, because yeah. they did um, they did Night at the Roxbury. Molly Shannon did Superstar. Wayne's World and Wayne's World Two. Um, but then, like, there's a What's That? It's Pat movie. Um, spoiler alert: one of the worst movies ever made. Um, and I'm not going to say it's because that was my high school, but like my life in high school was listening to people sing that stupid ass skit song. So it, I had a lot of fun doing the list with with Tony, but there's not a lot of mystery in these lists, right? Because the the big movies were were big movies, and the not so big movies were, well, they were really bad. Yeah, it's they were really bad. That's what you do. So oh. I think it's good. I don't think people have room to complain. I like it. That's what matters, and hopefully, people enjoyed that too. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. If you didn't, you know what? Try again next week. We're going to continue to try hard. We'll have another list and so much more. You just made the list. With Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd, and who knows what else or who else right here on The Greg DeMarco Show. Until then, we remind you to always use your head. Awesome! I came to... Okay. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. I came to... Okay. You just made the list. Acknowledge me. Dean fucking Ambrose. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.